But when Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail, do not prevail against it, that word in the Greek is the word ekklesia. And, I, and I'm going to just read the definition real quick of that, and then we can move on. Actually, how about if I just read that scripture? We'll just go back to that again, okay? And um, so last week, starting of that series, ecclesia, money where your mouth is. In other words, the church getting and doing what you've been called to do, basically just this is who you are, be who you are. Do what God has called you to do and be blessed, okay? And so today I want to look at this ecclesia, carriers of peace. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 through 19. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, this to you but my Father who is in heaven and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, excuse me, Hades, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And that word there where he says, upon this rock I build my church, that's where we get the word ecclesia. Now, that word there, it means a calling out. That is, concretely, a popular meeting, an assembly, church, a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place, an assembly. An assembly of people convened at the, at the public place of council for the purpose of deliberating. The ecclesia. The church is never was designed to be a religious organization who's proud to know a few things about God. That was never God's intention. It was for his people, his called out ones, to be a group of people to govern a community with God's best interest in mind. Yeah, saying. <laughs> Just saying. You know, there was a time, and I'm... I'm there, there was a time that the church carried the responsibility of what movie ratings will be shown. This is way back in the day, long before PG-13 and all that stuff. But the church carried that responsibility. The church was also given the, if you would, the, um, the responsibility of taking care of widows and orphans. It was the church's, the ecclesia responsibility. That group of people that will sit in council and deliberate on what will we do for the orphans? What would we do for the widows? What will we do for the community? And what, mor mor what moral values will we uphold in the community and make sure that they don't get stepped on? It was God's governing body from the beginning to make those decisions for a community to thrive and all benefit from it. Not just some, but for all. And so, you know, things over the years kind of shifted and got out of order. You know, the church, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. So we put that in the hands of, of our law-abiding citizen who runs the government and so now you, anyway, it is not this type of meeting, but <laughs> that's what happened, okay. But 
as the ecclesia, as the church, last week we talked about, okay, what are we doing when I go to work? And how do I impact those places where I am to see that life springs up? Okay. But there was another word in there he said that he would give us the keys to the kingdom. And keys specifically speaks of, when you, in the scriptures, it speaks of authority. The ability to lock something and the ability to unlock something. If you have, if you have been given, Tom, the keys to that front door over there, by the powers that be, you have the authority to come and go as you will. You have the authority to keep out that which you deem to be unhealthy for the environment. You have the authority. You want that key? <laughs> no, don't answer that question. He's like, don't even try it. <laughs> so he, Jesus said, look, as the called out people, as those who sat in council and to deliberate on the welfare of their communities and of their, of their villages and of their tribe, I give you the authority to lock up that which doesn't belong and to loose that which deserves freedom. And so when we look at ourselves, when we look at really as people who are believers in Christ, is this what I've been called to? It's not just a religious organization to give my time, effort, and money to? It really, don't get me wrong, time, effort, and money is not a bad thing. I'm not preaching it. That's a good thing. Offering box in the back on both sides. Time, you know, just a plug here and there. Every now and then won't hurt anybody, right? All right. And so so I want to look at this. As the body of Christ, as the church, as the ecclesia, the called out ones, you and I, what we, the way we position ourselves, the way we encounter others in the streets that we interact with, it can have a direct effect on them connecting to God or not connecting to God. Connecting to life or not connecting to life. This is what Christ says about the church, the ecclesia. I mean, don't, don't, don't get embarrassed when you read this, but he's talking to us. And this is what he says, or this is who he says we are. You are the salt of the earth. Not salty. Sometimes you can't be a little salty, but that's not what he says. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light, nor do they light a lamp to put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And guess what they're going to do? glorify your father who's in heaven. This is what Ecclesia does. We are, number one, he says, you are seasoning to your environment. You ever thought about that? Come on. Think, I'm, I'm, again, don't let this embarrass you. Don't let this, you say, oh, no, that's not me. No, no. Jesus said, this is who you are. You are the seasoning ingredient to bring a more vibrant and healthy lifestyle in the earth where you exist. 
Salt is a very valuable commodity. Let's just put it that way. Very valuable. I mean, back in the day when people, when salt became used, got in the hand of people who traveled a lot, they could travel farther because they could put it on their food and pack it in their food and, and it would last longer. It wouldn't spoil real fast. It was used to preserve. It was a, preserve, a preserving agent. You, God has said, you were created and put in this earth to help preserve life. I know that it gets a little like uncomfortable, Scott. Really? No, 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 no. Really? This is who we are. But not on that, it's a healing agent. I mean, a lot of times when, when people have wounds and cuts or babies would be born, they would put salt on to help bring healing to the body. It's a healing agent. It was used as a currency at one time. Salt is a very valuable thing. And then Jesus said, this is who you are, Ecclesia. You have been put in the earth to preserve, to bring healing. And when the world around you see your good works, it's going to point them directly to the Father, and it will give them, give him glory. Think about this. Heather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as the boss of your, okay, as the manager of your work environment, how long you boss? That could be a little, you know, but I'd say, which, anyway, as the manager of your working environment, When you walk in as the salt of the earth, not salty, but salt of the earth, (laughs) and you are blessing from heaven's perspective to those who may be feeling maybe a little down today, but somehow you walk in and you're carrying some light, because that's the other thing he said. You're the light of the world. He said, don't hide what you got. And people will see that and go, wow, I may not... They may not believe, have your religious belief. They may not understand the things you understand, but they understand the giving of a cup of coffee. Mm. They understand the giving of a rose. They understand that you just did something good. And far as they know, man, that was a direct impact from heaven itself. So now, if you ever get an opportunity to go like, for you about that. Sure, sure. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know what you're talking about. Really don't care, but I believe in you. I believe in you. And I believe what you're saying, Jimmy and Carl, is, is valuable. It's salt. And when you say it, I feel better. I feel healing. I feel like I can go another step. I've been preserved for another day. Ecclesia. This is who we are. All right. Then he goes on. This is who you are. You're the salt. You're the light. I've given you the keys so you can release those who have been in prison emotionally, physically. You can lock up those things from people who that's trying to bring danger. You can lock it up so you don't, you don't have the right to enter here any longer. Think about that. Standing at the gates of your city, David, as the ecclesia declaring, 
that sex trafficking doesn't have a right to come into my community. That is arrogant little snot, but what are we going to do to help that out? What, let's go, maybe we go to the town manager. What would you like for us to do to help you in this position? I don't know. I mean, I mean, we see a lot of little children come. We see a lot of little people in the school. We, but can we be watchdogs? This is what Ecclesia would do. Can we be watchdogs for the little children so that that sort of nonsense will not have free reign in our community? I give you the authority to lock up some things that are dangerous. And I give you the authority to loose some things that are healthy. Because he's given us a lot of stuff that needs to get beyond our circle of religious gatherings so the world can see it and experience it and glorify the Father. Watch this out. There's another thing he said about us. This is pretty cool stuff. Hold on to your seats. Whoopsie. Got away from me. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I like this here because it, notice he didn't say that within you is a swamp of stale water. <laughs> That's not what he said. He said there's something in you when you believe on me, and he's speaking here of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that will come for those who believe in him. He said from your heart, will be a river flowing. You and I are not stalemates. We're not like the Dead Sea where you sit there, stuff come in, and we do nothing with it. But we are literally like the rivers of living water. God put his word and life and power in us, and we take it to the masses. And everything that gets in this water to be influenced to live. Everything that come in contact with the ecclesia, with the church, with the individuals, with the people who go to work, the people who go to school, and the people who go to, you know, in their homes and their churches, everybody that come in contact with it. They should be influenced to live. I may not understand everything you're talking about. I may not understand all there is to know about this Jesus you've been telling me about. But what I do understand it's when I've been helped and when I feel better, I can testify to that. And that's when the culture of any environment starts to change for the better. He said, you're, you're not just some pond or a swimming pool filled with water that goes nowhere. You are a river filled with life, taking it to the mat. Whoever drinks from this water, they go like, huh, that boy got something. I don't understand it, but he got something, and I feel a little better about myself. But this is the ecclesia. This is who Jesus has called us to be. And this is what I love to encourage all hundred of you that's sitting here right now in church. Or 150. I haven't counted you all yet, but. I want to encourage you that when you step outside the door, this is just our church. This is just where we get intel from. We come together to get intel from heaven, what God is saying. What, God, what, what has this preacher been doing all week? What has he been talking about? I don't know. This is what, but when we leave here, we go, okay, who do you want me to be a blessing to? I want to encourage you. I mean, 
I mean, this is good stuff. Okay, so take, when, when, when you go down to the coffee shop, the little coffee cowboy, there, you see these little pay it forward stickers down there? That's awesome. That's great. But what if you just stood there, someone walked up and said, hey, I got that one. Well, no, 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 I got, I got to thank you. Oh, what you having today? Now, you wasn't going to get that before I asked you that, were you? You, you got the expensive one that I asked, but that's all right. <laughs> or, or, or maybe just, what's the next holiday coming up? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, these little teenagers just running around, they love talking about their birthday, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, these little teenagers, be, yes, yeah. But wouldn't it be awesome? on Valentine's Day, which could be a very bright and lovely day for some, but it could be a bitter moment for others. And you just, I don't know, just go buy a dozen of roses and just walk down the street of Telluride, you know, or walk in the stores. Or just go knock on someone's door. So, you know, I just, cheer, you know, happy Valentine's Day. So she kind of gets her thing. And, and, and regardless of the response, but it's like, you know what? I just participated in what heaven is doing all the time. This is what Ecclesia does. She gives beyond religious rhetoric. Can I just tell you, I'm just, just from a pastor's perspective, people are really not all that interested in listening to my religious rhetoric all the time. Just FYI. Don't let that hurt the feelings. But... People are just not knocking down the doors, as you can see, to come and listen to my religious rhetoric. But man, if you're out on the street and you touch someone's heart just because. See, that's, that's, maybe I was taught this through my wife, which, by the way, keep praying for her back, please. Um, she's the type of person, she don't mind holidays. She likes holidays. Birthdays, she loves those things. But for me to show up on Valentine's Day with a bunch of flowers, yeah, you know what? She's not impressed, honestly. And, and I've been married to her now for 31 years. I've gotten, I've gotten over that. She's not impressed if I only think about her on a holiday. But when I'm driving down the road during the summertime and during the spring, and I come across this big group of sunflowers, sunflowers because I know she really likes sunflowers, because when she was a little girl riding her horse, she would ride by this sunflower patch, and she said, as a little girl, they would be so big, they would fit her in her face, and so she loves sunflowers. So I would stop my truck, I would get out, and I would cut a sunflower, it's raggedy looking as it is, and I would come and plop it down. Here you go, baby, I was thinking about you. She's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Because it was beyond the norm. It was beyond what someone was telling me to do. It was what my heart leaped out to do. And this is what Ecclesia does. She gets beyond the religious activity. And she moves into life's causes only. See, our, the people that we connect with in China, if, they were, if their identity was found in religious activity, then they're spent. Because someone shows up, oh, you got six people now? We're going to arrest y'all? Okay. But what if we can't meet this week? Well, we know him. I'll bless you on the street. You can't stop me. 
Can I meddle a little bit? I mean, we're here now, right? I mean, I mean, lock the door, Ryan, would you know? Not that I don't think it's important for people to pray. Not that I don't think it's important for people to pray at school. But if I can just tell you, if you get all twisted behind the fact that people won't let you pray in school, out loud, check yourself. Because if my identity is wrapped up in religious rhetoric and the fact that if they won't let me pray out loud at school, they can't stop you from praying. Dude, you can pray for your food. You can pray for that test that you're questioning. You can pray for your teacher. And I encourage you to pray for your teachers, pray for the principals, the superintendent, and they ain't never got to know, and God is blessing them, and they don't even know why. I'm not saying I don't want people to be allowed to pray at school. I'm just saying don't let them tell you that you can't keep you from doing it. Get off that box right now. We're just going to move on. Because that's just what the, the enemy will be using religious activity to hook us and think we can't do anything. But Ecclesia is like, man, in the middle of you trying to stop me, I will bless you and make your life better, and you will ask me to pray next time. By golly. Wow. I love this stuff. It's like being a super spy agent for the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Man, this is good stuff. Why, why, what are we talk, why are we even talking about this? I don't, oh, yeah, rivers of living, really? That's how far it got? Man, I better hurry up. Rivers of living water. This is who he said we are. We're not stalemates. We're not a swamp just sitting there with a lot of dead stuff in us. But we're rivers taking life to the masses. And every time someone come in contact with you, it's like the scripture says, it's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Man, their leaves will not wither. They're going to bring forth fruit in their season. People's lives is made better when I choose to connect with God and connect with people. So let's connect with people outside of our church. Connect with people at work. Love people at work. Love people in your family. Love people on the streets. Go to a restaurant. Have you ever gave a tip because you felt like God said, I want you to bless them beyond the 20%. I'm not telling you what to do with the, the tipping. I'm just saying, have you ever been encouraged? Have you sit at the restaurant and said, Lord, what do you want me to do? As the ecclesia, as the church, what do you want me to do? I love it when I hear the, 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 the waitress come back, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Yes, I can. Because daddy has already encouraged me to. And you just want to bless them. So when they go home, they look at their little children in the eyes and say, wow, there's some good in your world. Can I be that agent? Wow, there's some good in the world. And please, can I just, I, 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 I beg of you, if you take a church group to a restaurant and they know that you're a church group and there's a bunch of you and you sit around and you've ordered all the tea that you want and you've ate them out of house and home, please, Please bless them. <laughs> Give them a tip. Please don't let them go like, boy, that was the worst group of people ever coming here. I'm telling you, it's not going to help Ecclesia at all. <laughs> it's not going to help. So if you take the church group, your Bible study group, and you're like, hey, we're from the church at TCF. <laughs> hey, I will give you money for a tip, okay? Just leave. <laughs> Be a blessing. Be a blessing. I, I kid you not. I love it when their response is, that was too much.
Wow. That was too much. I've seen it. I've seen it. And I allowed that to be my God. That's the God we serve. We serve a God of more than enough. Wow, more than enough. There's enough to go around. And it's better than Golden Corral, let me tell you. Eat all you can. I mean, all you can eat, whatever. <laughs> we are rivers of living water, right? Okay, man, this is awesome. Okay, Luke chapter 10. <laughs> Good stuff. Check this out. But whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest in it. Can I just say this? You have the ability to release peace upon someone. I love blessing people just with my words. Bless you. Let me tell you, my Catholic friends got this down. When I say God bless you, they're like, oh, thank you. They really grab a hold of it because, you know, the priest has been blessing them all. They're like, oh, this guy said something really cool. Okay. But I love, I send someone a text, blessings and peace be upon you. Really mean it. You have the ability to bless someone and send the peace of God into their own life. Wow. And here he's saying, I mean, check this out. He said, when you go into that house, he said, the first thing you do is say, peace be upon this place. And if the sound of peace is there, your peace will rest upon this place. If not, it will return to you. You'll know if it's not peaceful in there and they don't want it. You're like, all right, God, I did my part. Verse 7, and remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from the house, um, excuse me, go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. This is a real big missionary statement right here because you feel like, boy, I'm sitting in this village. They just put this, I don't know what it is before me. I'm obligated because I don't want to offend anyone. Now, it looks real nice on Scripture, but when you've got some stuff set down before and you're going like, oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, like when you're in Peru and they bring Kui up, you know? You might know what Kui is? Yeah, Carl, you know what Kui is. And, oh, in Ecuador as well? Yeah. Want to tell them what it is? Guinea pig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they raise them in the kitchen in a cage just for you to come so they can cook cooey for you in the form. And they open up and they're there stuffed with whatever. And you're going to sit there and you're going to like eat whatever they put before you. Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. I follow the word of God to the middle. Eat whatever they put before you, including cooey. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. That's the good stuff, by the way. That's the good stuff, right, Todd? <laughs> this is so awesome. I, I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay. Black and line kitchen. Whatever city you enter in the, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Now, check this out. Now, I just want to look at this as the ecclesia, there's, some, there's about four things that Jesus has kind of put out there as pointers, that as we are encountering our communities, encountering our, the cities that we're in, how we can be a blessing. Or it's almost like, uh, let's just bless. 
Here's a diagram. If you follow this right here, you will be a blessing, okay? The first thing he said, and you notice he didn't say that they were believers. So let's just, let's just rub that out. Well, oh, he's talking about all Christians? No. Believers or not, follow the Christ of life. And when you go into their house, say, be a blessing. Speak a blessing over that house. Come on. I mean, Jesus even tells you, he said, bless those who persecute you. Isn't there something like that? Yeah. So it ain't all about those who believe the same things that I believe. It's about all of those who believe the same type of air that I breathe. Free. <clears throat> so the first thing you do when you go into his house, man, you walk in there and just bless him. Jesus, I love you. Bless that house. Take him a gift. Take him flowers. Whatever it is that the Lord has put on you, I just want to just bless him. Peace be upon this house. Now, <laughs> Sometimes, if we're not careful, when we interact with people, whether it's at their house or whether it's on the street or whatever, if I'm not careful, it won't be peace that I'm putting out there. And this is when I realize that I can't be a blessing to those who only believe the things that I believe because if I'm waiting for people to believe what I believe to be a blessing to them, I'm going to be disappointed. And if I have an agenda when I go to be a blessing to someone, when they're not believing what I'm believing, then I'm going to be a little aggravated and they're going to know it. Do you know Jesus? You don't know Jesus? Well, I'll tell you what. Bah! And they're going to know it. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I, 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 some of you know my story. I was the guy with the microphone on the street corner. And as long as you said Jesus was your Lord, I was okay. I was cool with you. But if Jesus, you didn't want Jesus to be your Lord, then I became a real tyrant or just an arrogant little snot. And I will say things that weren't healthy for any mankind. So when I encounter people, I don't go with an agenda other than just to bless them. I, I remember this person. She come by to visit us, and she's been having a hard life. Life has been bad. And she had seen, when we was doing the television broadcast, she had saw the television broadcast, and she was like, Marco, I see your picture, your, your face on the TV screen. So I, I guess I need to come and see you. Okay, come I don't know about this God thing that you were talking about, but life is a wreck right now. I'm like, okay, I want to pray for you, bless you. And we talked, and we talked, and she got ready to leave. She goes, would you ask me to come to your church? I'm like, you didn't want to come to my church. Well, you're not going to ask? I said, you don't want to come. I said, my desire for you today is to be able to go home, put your head on your pillow, and have a good night's sleep. That's my desire. I said, you don't need someone to tell you to follow something, because if I, if I convince you to follow him, someone else can convince you not to follow him. But what you need is an experience. Guess what? She went to work the next day, and God showed up. <laughs> she come back to the office and said, okay, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened. I guess you could say it was God. Okay. And she shared her experience with me, and then she goes, what do I need to do to be saved? Those are her words. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> but I didn't have to convince her. Said, you need an experience. You need an encounter with God. And the first encounter you're going to have of God is me loving you with no conditions. I'm going to love you whether you love me back or not. I'm going to 
bless you even if you curse me. I think Jesus said something like that. And then the first thing you do, you enter into the house. Don't be like James and John. Remember James and John? You expected this from Peter. But Peter, he could, you know, he could get a little carried away, cut people's ears off, those sorts of things. But, but James and John, something happened. I don't know. They, 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 were, they, were, they had agendas. They were expecting people to act a certain way when they did certain things. And when it didn't happen, they were like, hey, I got something for you. <laughs> don't fix your little red wagon. And when the disciple James and John saw this, people weren't following him. When Jesus went into this town, they, they didn't receive him because he, Jesus had his, he, he was going on his way to Jerusalem. He had a place to get from one village to the next, and they didn't receive him there. And James and John were like, what? You didn't receive Jesus? And this is what they said. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? They're not believing what we're saying, God. So right now, fire from heaven, bam. Them, their house, their children, their cats, their dogs, everything. Consume them, God, because you know they don't love you, and I, that, nobody loves you like I love you. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can be full of ourselves. We, <laughs> when, when we're not rivers, we're stale swamps. And man, inside of that swamp is a lot of moss and nasty, yucky, dead things. And that's what come out. That's the way I act. That's what I did. I, I'm so sorry, world. <laughs> they, did. they were like, you want us to call fire down from heaven? Quickly, we'll do it. We will do it just like Elijah did. But he turned and rebuked them and said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy man's lives, but to save. And they went to another village. Just because they're not receiving you, move on, man. Just because they're not receiving Jesus, move on. Still bless them. But keep on moving. Don't kill them, because then what? <laughs> then what? There's a lot to be said about this, but I'm not going to go down this road. I'm tempted as all get up, but we're not. <laughs> we're not. But this is, so don't be like James and John. When you go into the house, bless them. Do something good. God has put around you and watch your eyes be turned to the Father. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen according to your calendar, but it will happen according to heaven's calendar. And that's all that matters because remember, we work for the king. The king doesn't work for us. We work for the king. And when the king says go, we go. If the king says it's not time, then it's not time. But keep it, you keep doing and loving the way So let's not be like James and John in this moment. They kind of lost their mind there a little bit. And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. <laughs> I hear you talking, but man, you knew. Back up, son. Back it up. Okay. And so the first thing, they did, first thing we would do, Jesus said, when you go into someone's house, just bless them. Speak peace. Release a blessing over them house. Man, I, I really got behind. There's, Stand there for having... Dirt your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When you go and you take the gospel, that's good news, by the way. Be a person that carries peace. Take it, man. 
walking in our house, carrying good. So people, they'll be happy to see you coming. I may not even agree with you. You know, there were some harlots and, and tax collectors and, and, and publicans out there, and Jesus sat down, and they all went out. <laughs> they all gathered around him. So much so that Jesus' reputation was, he's a friend of sinners, you think? <laughs> How do you think he got this reputation? Because sinners, they recognize it. I can talk to this guy, but those Pharisees, I can't talk to them. They've already condemned me. I know where I stand with them. <laughs> but this Jesus guy, I could talk to him. I could tell them about my stuff. May my feet carry peace to the house of those who are without peace. May our feet carry peace and blessings to the homes of those who are starving for this thing called and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you. Check this out. The God of peace, not the God of war, not the God of accusations, not the God of condemnation, but the God of peace will crush and stop the work of the enemy in your communities. Under your feet. As you carry peace in your feet, and spread that thing out, you begin to stop some of the wars that's going on in the places that we've been asking God to stop. He didn't say the God of war or the God of accusation, the God of condemnation, but the God of peace is going to use your peaceful feet to squash out sex trafficking in your community, drug addictions in your community, suicidal tendencies in your community. God of peace is going to send you into places that doesn't have peace. And you're going to say, be a river. Here you go. Delivery. <laughs> Delivery. Mail call. He's here. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Man. Move on, Kendrick. Move on, Kendrick. Wow, God. That's number two. I had four. Oh, yeah, we can make this happen. Number two, there was four of them. The first one, be a peace lover. Take peace. Go into someone's house, bless them. Be a blessing. The second thing is to fellowship with them. Now, this might, hear what I'm saying and not what I'm not saying. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the labor is worthy of his wages. Do not go from, the ho go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as they set before you. You just go and have a meal with them. They may not even believe what I believe. Who cares? But if I stay there long enough, if I bless them long enough, maybe they will care. But you know how honoring it is? And for me to go and sit in someone's house and say, you know what? They invite you over. You just go and say, hey, yeah, let's eat. I, someone invited me over to their house not too long ago. Uh, that's not important to say that. But anyway, not too long ago. And I get there. And, you know, I don't believe what I believe. But they, they, they know me from what I do. And there are certain things that people do. 
He has believed that I do certain things because of who I am. He wanted me to bless his house, literally. He and his girlfriend are giving him to have a baby. And knew there was some creepy stuff going on in the house. They wanted the guy to come and bless the house. So I go, I sit down, and they cook me a meal. It wasn't enchiladas, it was some sort of tacos. It was, it was awesome. Bless the house. Not once have they come to church. But you know what does matter? They've invited me back again. They bring your wife and we'll, 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 we'll do brunch again. We'll do brunch. What am I doing? I'm fellowshipping. I'm having connection with people in my community. I've gone and I've blessed their house, and I'll do it again. I sat down and I had a meal, and now they're inviting me back. And number three. Maybe. Number three. I don't want to get out of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember this guy? Are y'all having fun yet? Okay. Because it might run over a little bit. I, I don't want to. Come on. Come on. There it is. Remember Zacchaeus? He was a guy. He was a he was a ruthless guy. He was a tax collector. He took people's money, stole people's money. He just wasn't. He didn't have a good reputation. But he heard Jesus was coming. He was a little short guy. He was short in stature. He heard Jesus was coming to town. And so he ran and crowned up this tree just so he could see Jesus. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, saw him, and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Zacchaeus was a guy who had a bad reputation. He was a crook. He took people money unlawfully. Jesus looked at him and said, Day. I'm going to go and hang out with you at your house. I'm coming to your house, Zacchaeus. And he said he received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained. The, the, the religious sect, the, the scribes and Pharisees, they, they complained that Jesus was going to this sinner's house. <laughs> okay, I'm glad Jesus came to this sinner's house when I was messed up. <laughs> I'm glad he came and showed up and, and set me free. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Moving on. But when they saw it, they all complained, said he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Jesus went to fellowship with Zacchaeus. Wow! And then Zacchaeus stood, check this out, stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of all my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusations, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because he has also, excuse me, he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. This man turned his life around just because Jesus went to fellowship with him. Because Jesus wasn't a snob, <laughs> and he called this crook down out of this short crook, down out of this tree, and said, I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to hang out with you. The religious people lost their mind and said he's going to hang out with sinners. But because he did, Zacchaeus, Jesus' presence caused conviction to happen and changed his life, and he repented of his ways. The presence of Jesus, not me, not Ketrick. I just got to show up and eat something and bless him. 
But the presence of Jesus showed up in this guy's house. He said, if I stole anything, I'd give it back. I'm sorry. You ever been there? Uh-huh. The word of God is so good. It's, like, it's me. I'm guilty, God. Whatever you want me to do. What must I do to be saved? This is what he's doing. He said, man, if I've taken anything falsely by false accusation, I give it back fourfold. Showed up at his house. He went to fellowship. He went and hung out with him. He went and ate with him. This is what Ekasia does. It get beyond the religious rhetoric. It, 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 it silenced the noise. What was that earlier, Kimberly? It silenced the noise of all the talk of He's hanging out with sinners. Ecclesia could silence. They have the ability to say, you know what? Because my purpose is is for Jesus to encounter him and bring salvation to reality. And this is what happens. As you and I go and carry peace in our feet to home and bless them, no agenda, just to be a blessing. As the Lord sees fit, you will see hearts turn. You will see the culture of communities shifted to want that which is moral correct. What was that number? We're fellowshipping, right? Okay, that was Jesus. He's fellowshipping with Zacchaeus. And uh, number three, just minister to him. Okay, number three. And he healed the sick. I mean, and, and he says, heal the sick. You go into their house. First thing you do, you speak peace. The next thing you do, I mean, speak peace and you bless them. And then he goes, he said, and just hang out with them, eat with them. Whatever they give you, eat with them. You fellowship with them. Then the third thing to do, he said, man, just go there and just, just minister to them. How would this work? You're sitting there, you're eating. They tell you, ah, next thing you know, they're telling you, well, you know, my son, you know, I, he came home the other night and he's really struggling with this. And I, you know, okay. But my daughter, she's really... Well, you know, my wife and I, we really just struggle. Okay. Mind if I pray for you? Well, sure. Sure, okay. I, I just, I'll, I'll bless you. You know, I know what? I'm going to ask my church to be praying for you. You know, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. And then when you do that, whoa, next thing you know, they call you back over. Guess what happened? I don't know about this God thing, you know, but when I went to work, something happened. I don't know. It was just maybe God. God did something. And okay, what do I need to do? minister to him. Not with all the Christianese stuff. I heard someone use the term the other day, speak fish talk. Fish talk. Yeah. Language where everyday people can understand. Because if I show up as Pastor Keetering and I'm talking about the thus and the thou's and oh, the Holy Ghost is going to do this, they ain't going to understand a thing I'm saying. I'm going to scare them off. But if I speak the language that they understand, you know what? You're valuable. You're loved, man. You mind if I pray for you? Lord, I thank you that you love them so much and that you just want to bless them. You know what? And we're just here and we just want to encourage them. Lord, we just thank you. We bless them. You know what? And God showed up and blessed their life. And they're going to recognize it. And they're like, hmm. All right. Can you come back over for dinner again? Sure. You sit there eating cooey, whatever. Cooey and fries. <laughs> but it's potatoes. It's potatoes. It's not fries, but it's something. <laughs> and they, and, they, and they'll, they'll tell you the good thing that has happened. And then the next one, the fourth one. And he'll be sick there. And then number four, then you can share the gospel. Then 
say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. If you want to be a blessing in your community, if you want to shift things in your community, break out of the norm. Don't do it the way we've done it for so many years. But be willing to go to someone's house in your community. Be friendly. They invite you to go. When you get there, God bless you. Peace. Peace comes from the heavens. God did it, yeah. And over the meal, things are put on the table. They will tell you about their life. They will tell you the good. They will tell you the bad. When you hear the bad, don't freak out. Don't, don't let it. Don't, don't. Keep the poker face. Keep the poker face. Well, you know what? Mind if I pray for you? Pray for you? Pray for you? Or pray with you about that? They may not want you to say, you know what? I'm going to be praying for you about that. I'm going to have my church praying for you about that, if that's okay. If not, then we don't have to do that. But just let them know that I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to bless you. And we're going to pray for X, Y, and Z. All right. Next time you see them, say, you know what? I went to work, and my boss, he actually likes me. He actually gave me a raise. I thought I was going to get fired because I, you know, trashed the company truck. But he didn't. He actually gave me a raise. Really? Wow, man, that's that, man. That's when you go, the kingdom of God has come near you. That's the blessing of God. This, this, this is just God showing you that he sees you where you are. He recognizes your hurt. He recognizes your pain. And it's not his desire that you go through that. And he just wants to be, he just wants to let you know that he sees you. And his thought towards you are good and not evil. And he has a good future and a hope for you. And he wants to bless your life. The kingdom of God has come near you. As the ecclesia, as people who endeavor to see the kingdom of God enter the earth, may we be those whose feet are carrying peace, carriers of good news to those who may not even believe the things that I believe that, may not even honor the, my God, but I know my God loved them without a shadow of a doubt. And as he send you, remember, you are a river carrying something that's filled with life so other people around us can live the way we know that's good. Let's get to it. Ecclesia, carriers of peace. Isn't that awesome? Good stuff. It's good stuff. Homework time. <laughs> David is good at this. Taking a page out of his book. <laughs> This week, as you are living amongst your peers, your coworkers, your bosses, teachers, whatever, go and be a blessing. Ask God, God, how, how can I be a blessing to them? Now, here's the deal. Don't let this scare you. But when you ask him, he may highlight a person that you've had struggles with. really intentional about reconciliation. He's real intentional about being a blessing 
for those who don't think they deserve a blessing. Okay, God, how, who and how do you want me to be blessed? It just may be a flower. On your tree. It's just, you may know someone's birthday is coming up, and you're saying, you know what? I'm not, I'm not trying to seed this thing or anything. I'm just saying, I didn't know it was a birthday, but now that I do, I'm going to see to it that someone gives me a gift box. But just ask God, God, how can I be a blessing? How can we be a blessing? But I believe it's eventually it's going to go further than this. I believe as a, as a church community, I want us to be a blessing to our community to the point where it goes, ah, that's too much. I want that. You hear the term, you flesh your socks off. I want that. I want people to see God in his people and not hell. Don't have to go far for people to tell you that they've seen hell in the church. But can they say, I've seen heaven on earth? Man, and it looked like her. It looked like him. I felt joy. I felt peace. And it looked like him. Can you give God the glory? Be a blessing. will leave a mark of good. But it will never be the same again. So Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for the peace that you've shown us, the goodness that you've shown us. We thank you for the cup of coffee, Lord, that's been given as an example of your goodness. We thank you for the roses, Lord, that has been given through hands that were shaken and didn't know. They, they were just nervous. They did it. Lord, may our feet carry peace and the good of heaven to all those that are around us, especially to those who are hurting and need to know you in a major way. May we be the gospel.